when you translate the characters, it translates to good health and good harvest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, healthy, healthy family, healthy home and um, good harvest. So wealthy and abundant. y'all i'm jamie and i'm lauren and you're listening to mom where moms get real join us weekly as we talk about all things mom life unfiltered in a judgment-free zone okay so today we have another guest i'm excited to introduce patricia lohan she is the creator of powerhouse feng shui and author of the happy home a guide to creating a happy healthy wealthy life and become a business powerhouse using feng shui She helps enhance people's lives, including many moms, by using feng shui to make their homes align with the achievement of money, luck, and blessings. Patricia has seen firsthand the power of the mind, surroundings, and inner healing, clearing and aligning everything so everything works holistically. Patricia has been featured in media around the world, including the New York Times, CNN, Fox, Forbes, the New York Post, She Knows, Essence, Mind Body Green, USA Today, and Elephant Journal. So I'm excited to introduce Patricia. We're excited to have you. Hi. For our listeners who aren't, maybe aren't familiar with feng shui, can you just give a little explanation about, you know, kind of what it is? Yeah, for sure. So um, I like to describe feng shui as acupuncture for your home. And... um, Essentially, it is a practice which when you translate the characters of feng shui and the pronunciation is like feng shui, but I like to call it feng shui because it's really like it can be super fun and super easy, um, but unfortunately has been completely misinterpreted when it's been brought from the east to the west. Um, and when you translate the characters, it translates to good health and good harvest. So, you know, healthy, healthy family, healthy home and um, good harvest. So wealthy and abundant. Um, so when when we kind of kind of bring it to that idea of it's acupuncture for your home, it means bringing your home into balance and harmony. And when your home is in har- balance and harmony, like the energetics of it, it actually everybody else in the house starts to be in balance and harmony. So it creates a very um, you know, positive environment. And for me, it's really all about like it starts at home. And oftentimes our whole houses can be, um, I don't know, we, we kind of take it for granted and we don't realize the impact that it's having on our uh, lives. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I didn't know yeah. that was the meaning. So that's so helpful just knowing that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Yeah. Um, how long have you been practicing and teaching feng shui? Um, so I've been doing feng shui since I was 15 and wow. uh, I got into it when I was a kid and we just moved into a new house and you know people are like how did you find feng shui and I'm like it found me <laughs> and this is what happens with people in my world like they come to me and they're like you just popped up I just heard you were you know it's like um, and typically I, I just believe that it's it's a very um, alchemical process when you start working with feng shui and when I was a kid we moved into this new house it was aesthetically like so gorgeous. It was like my parents, like, you know, dream home in the best location, like everything about it was just so stunning. You know, my friends would walk in and be like, you live here, you know, (laughs) wow. And literally everything started going wrong. Hmm. Like everything. Um, so the house itself is beautiful. Interiors are beautiful. Um, 
but there was loads of health issues. There was loads of like, um, loads of kind of legal issues and legal suits. And, you know, it's like, what happened to our life? You know, it just changed overnight, moving from one one house to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I don't know, obviously I was 15 and, and some part of me was like, there's something off. Um, so I got these books about feng shui and I was doing it around my house and, you know, my parents are not into it. And even my mom now, she moved on her house. Like I did it a few years ago and she messages like, oh my God, like this person sent me this money and this happened and this happened. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> this, is, this is what I do. Yeah. She's like, that was me, Finally. all me. Yeah. You're welcome. Like all these years later, you know? So I was doing it as a kid and then um, I had them to, I had them like hire someone to help them with it. Um, but, and it was interesting because that house in particular, like it was a very difficult house to live in, like in terms of just everything was wrong and off with the family and the, oh, it was terrible. And then, uh, but there was loads of money. So it was like a really good money house, you know, mm. so their business was going great, but everything else, like if you, you know, but it was behind the scenes was not, was messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, they ended up actually moving. We ended up moving, um, not because of that, but just, it was like, we just, they, they upgraded, which is nice. Then in my late twenties, I kind of forgot all about it. And then my late twenties, um, I had um, moved to India. I'd come back, became a yoga teacher and was like looking for a new apartment. And when I was doing the apartment, I said to my flatmate, she was moving in with me. I was like, I'm not leaving here until I move move in with my husband mm. and she just like rolled around laughing I can still see her just being like ah, ah, ah yeah right <laughs> ah, ah. and I was like I'm serious and I was like I'm gonna do everything possible in this place to set it up so I set up my bedroom for love and did like loads of specific things that I remember and even when I went back home and um, to my hometown my mom still had the books mm. the feng shui books mm. so I was like doing all that um, and then I met met Ken, my now husband, and he was into feng shui as well. So like when I was walking around his house, I was like, he's definitely feng shui this. Uh, so that was kind of fun. And he had been into feng shui. And then um, when we got together, I said to him, I was like, I want to do this, like just for our house, like properly and professionally, you know. And he's like, I've always been interested as well. And, you know, when the students ready, the teacher appears, like, again, it just popped up. And two feng shui masters arrived in Ireland, like within weeks of each other. And I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. I trained and I did it as a, yeah, just basically for myself and Ken. When we did it on our own house together, um, the what I do now for my clients, we had like a six figure windfall like a few weeks later. And um, my business got like loads and loads of media exposure. My husband, lots of things got sorted out for him that he with his work. Um, and we were like, what what just happened? And like all we did was follow what we, you know, what we trained in. Um, and that led to us being like, wow, there's something to this. Like it's way more powerful than we thought it was. That I kind of really understood. And I was like, wow. So I had a, a diff, I had a practice working with kids and with special needs and autism and on the spectrum with sound healing and sound therapy. Um, and I was very happy doing that. And I used to have some clients, like adult clients to work with just in, to relax and for kinesiology and just simple treatments. Um, and then I was like chatting to them and I'd start asking them, like, tell me about your bedroom what's going on with your sitting room what could tell about your house and then like literally one of my clients had seen in my email I was like oh I've just studied you know feng shui and she bumped into me on the street and she's like can you come to my house and I was she's like I've always wanted to I always wanted to feng shui it like just bumped into her in the street she was like come I was like okay so I <laughs> cottered off and did her house and walked in and I was like 
oh, well, the reason why you're having difficulties with um, your finances because it's because of this and you need to change this and you need to fix. And she's like, wow. Um, and yeah, since then, she's she's still a client. And then Helen and I moved to Bali and we wanted to you know, do something more virtual. And I just kind of put it out there. And we started with six people virtually. And now we've worked with thousands of people around the world. Um, and, you know, what what our success has been is just like the a drop in the ocean compared to what we've seen for our clients. So it's kind of, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. Wow. I was just thinking something as you talk, because that's incredible. You've been to like so many places. So you're from Ireland originally, right? Yeah. And so then you've lived, you mentioned Bali, you mentioned India, yeah. right? Now you're in Greece. You mentioned before we jumped on here onto the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what it was like to like be in these different places. And if you noticed differences or those places influenced you as you've been going through this feng shui, you know, expertise. For sure. And like the first, like the first biggest change for me was like, and, and this is essentially, I, I help people change their lives by changing their environment. Mm. And I've become really good at changing in like changing environment, like in terms of like my move to India was just so powerful in terms of it was just like change, just the diff, looking at different things, feeling different ways, completely opens you up to a new way of life. And like, I just joke with people, like you don't need to move to India to change your life. Like you just need to change your environment and you can change it energetically mm-hmm. and not physically. You don't even need to move house. So that definitely has made a difference. And I notice when we go to different places, say, for example, and each of those countries has their own, like so interesting is it has their own um, type of um, feng shui per se. So I work with feng shui, which is from the like Chinese lineage. But in Bali, they actually position their houses and they set up their family compounds very specifically. And it's, you know, even just from a feng shui perspective, some of it is really pro- like very similar um, in terms of like the entrance and the way it's set up and laid out. Um, and then India has their own as well, which is a bus too. So, so yeah, I think, you know, all of those places has that type of um, energy. So for sure, it's influenced me. And it's very affirming as well, because I'm in this business, I'm like all of them have a their own version of it so it's just that in and they're all like eastern um countries with very long very long lineages and traditions which um now you know we need a bit of it here in the east <laughs> or we need it in the west for ourselves you know and that's what i feel like we're doing so like all those cultures have it these ancient cultures have it and we're like okay we need to take a bit of this because these houses are just being thrown up without much attention to detail. Like, yes, okay, I'm going to build, it's going to be super practical from a logical place, but from a holistic, spiritual, like supporting everyone energetically, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. I don't think I've heard anybody who considers that when they're looking at a house or decorating Mm -hmm. a house. I think it's more of like, this looks pretty and this looks modern and this, that. Yeah. More like what's, mm -hmm. what's the trend versus like what's actually like, yeah. yeah, like comfortable and, and mm-hmm. like you said, like has that energy and spiritual spirituality and all that. Right. So yeah, yeah no, totally. Yeah. And it's like, I think that also for me, what I notice and this kind of mis- misconception about like this with Instagram and Pinterest and, and all these like perfect homes and these amazing people doing these DIY projects and transforming their homes. It's like, people think that that's what their house needs to be, to be like the ideal perfect house. And that's like not true. Like, you know, aesthetically houses don't have to be perfect to be feng shui or they, 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 that's not what we're looking for. What we really want is a home where you walk in and where everyone sleeps well, where everyone gets on well, where everyone's healthy and happy. And, yeah. you know, um, you know, 
I was speaking to one of my clients earlier today and she has been in our my world since like 2017 and it was just it's just such a delight to speak to her because it's so many things have unfolded like she wanted another baby she had the baby her business is flourishing her husband's getting on great and like when she came she was at like a rock bottom like she was starting her business her the house, it was just a total, like a really difficult scenario. Like she's sleepless nights about money and drama, you know, and it's like now she's just so completely changed and is just so happy and is so, just so, feels so good in her house. And it's just, that's what it's about. It's like just being happy and being like doing your thing and shining your light in the world. And she has an amazing business helping women as well. And we just had such a great chat. I was like, this is, this is what it's about. Like all of us doing what we're meant to be doing and not like trying to be the, have the perfect looking house. Yeah. I think that's, that's really great because there is so much pressure. Like when you Mm -hmm. see all these Instagram influencers and it looks like they have like the quote perfect house Mm -hmm. and you know, you're like, you look at your house and you're like, ah, like it's never going to be like that. Like, and it's a lot of pressure. I think it can be a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. on people to like, kind of have like a perfect house when like, it doesn't have to be perfect in that sense it just has to Mm -hmm. you know I mean what we all want is for it to be good for us right Mm -hmm. right and presentable yeah Yeah. I I also like what you're saying about perfection because you know obviously with our audience being more moms I feel like we all have difficulty wanting to have that perfect house right but also Mm -hmm. recognizing that we have young kids and the chances unless it seriously disturbs like your mental health trying to make your kids like listen to you and keep everything clean 100% of the time I feel like can be challenging to try and keep Mm -hmm. keep that space Mm -hmm. and keep that that tidiness and so I'm curious for you when it comes to feng shui and families and especially ones that have young kids where it's harder to sort of keep things exactly how you want it you know, maybe some of the benefits of incorporating the feng shui into their homes that can be sustainable and useful. The first thing I just want to say to moms with young kids, like just take a breath and relax. Like number (laughs) one, you know, like relax because, you know, when I, when I work with families with, with young kids, I just say, you know, the playroom with all the toys all over the place, that's called life. But it's not that feng shui is called life. If the kids are playing with the toys and it's regularly being moving, the chi is moving. Like that's mm-hmm. that's okay. It's fine. You know, the laundry cupboard with all the, the laundry, you know, inevitably it's going to get cleaned. You're going to, it's a process like, and it's ever revolving. So it's moving. You know, this is one of the things about feng shui. It's about flow. It's about movement. It's about life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the dishes on the counter when you've run out the door and it's a mess, you're like, that's also life. That That's not actually bad feng shui. It might kind of feel in your mind like, okay, when I, and when you have everything tidy, you're like, oh my God, this feels great. And it does feel good. But actually from a feng shui perspective, I would have like no judgment on any of that. I'm like, oh no, that's all fine. Like I'm actually totally looking at other stuff that's way more impactful on the energy of your house mm-hmm. and impacting like the bigger things. So those kind of things, like just, yeah, just relax. Just relax. So, so what kind of things do you look at when you go into a home um, of a family who who wants you to help them, you know, feng shui their house? Yeah. So, so first thing, um, it's about uh, really 
I'm not actually, when we work with people with um, feng shui, they um, submit a form all about their house. So like they send us photos and floor plans and we actually don't need to see the inside. So feng shui is not about the aesthetics, it's about the energetics. And so we get all the information. And um, when someone says to me, you know, how would I know if my house is bad feng shui? I'm like, well, how's things going on? How's your life? Like, how's your relationship? How's your bank account? How's your work? You know, they, they ask. That's what that's a, it's in a mirror. So when we would analyze someone's house, it's based on the year the house is built. It's based on its location on the planet. It's based on the shape of it. There's all of these different things. So, you know, the, where the toys are or where the couch is actually in, for me, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You know, it actually doesn't matter at all. Um, so hopefully that can also give people a bit of relax. It's like it doesn't you know, if the bed will go in one place. That's where the bed goes. And mm-hmm. um, so what I'm looking for is where the imbalances are from an energetic perspective. And we work with five elements. So there's fire, water, metal, earth and wood. And we would recommend like the key uh, elements that are specific that need to be put into each area to balance it. So there's no like structural changes. So that's what I'm doing on a higher level when I'm working with clients looking for what's going on. Um, And it's usually pretty easy. It's easy for us to identify what's off and also to balance it, which is good news for everybody. Um, But for the sake of the podcast here, I want to give like things that people can do. So that's when they hire us. And that's what we do with our clients. And and that's where they really kind of fundamentally balance the house. Um, But for like looking, if I was kind of doing a walkthrough with someone after they like got their report, I would be looking at the places. So, for example, in the kids playroom or in the storage areas, those areas for me are usually red flags because even if your house kind of looks kind of tidy, um, I find that a lot of houses and a lot of people are really good with amazing storage containers and they store everything. And it's like, oh, it's all packed away. It's fine. But if it's being packed away for more than six, eight, like six months, a year, two years, it's creating stagnancy. Mm. And that that that's clutter to me. Mm. that's what it is it's not the stuff that's being used every day it's in those cupboards and those um storage areas because that's that's creating stagnancy which then is creating blocks so for example like a couple of um, weeks ago a lady interviewed me on a podcast and she was saying to me she's like trisha like i've hit a plateau in my income and uh, since i moved into this house and i was like oh okay and like tell me about your office like tell me about your workspace She's like, well, and she said, I'm in it. And she was looking around describing. I was like, okay, that sounds fine. And then she looks over and she sees like five boxes. And she's like, those five boxes have been there for five years since I moved in. And nothing in my finances has changed. I'm like, okay, right. Well, maybe move them. Get rid of them. If you haven't touched them in five years, like God knows. Like, and it's just like plunked in the middle of, and it happened to be her career area as well. And I'm like, well, of course it's just, so that would be where I would be looking in terms of like a space. You know, it's those places that that have been touched in a while. Um, and then the next thing I would say is just um, a fun exercise that I love, which is called Fresh Eyes. And your house has an energy. It has its own personality. The front door, like the, you know, is the mouth of the house. It's like where the chi enters. So oftentimes I like to say to people, you know, start you know, say you've been, you've just dropped your kids to school and you're on your way home and you just think about, okay, I'm going home. How do I feel? 
like am I daunted is my body contracting a little bit like what's that like is am I excited to go home like when I'm out do I feel better when I'm out or when I'm at home because that's definitely an indicator of the house type and um there's a quiz I have that like kind of dictates the overall house type that you can check in but again it's just like that noticing and being like oh okay so it really is impacting me good or bad and then when you pull up how do you feel when you walk up the driveway? You know, you walk coming in the driveway. Does it look fresh? Does it look alive? Does it look happy? Like, does your house look happy? Like, mm-hmm. I know this is like kind of be like, oh, does it look happy? Like, you know, when you come in the front, are there flowers? Is there a nice welcome mat? You know, you know, I just think of a driveway that I drove up once and I drove up the driveway, pulled up the front. The front door was never used. So and there was cobwebs all over it. The welcome sign was broken. Oh, the doorbell wasn't working. Like, it was just completely stagnant and this is where the energy is coming in so you want to you know freshen up that area you know and that can be something simple like I've had um, a lovely client of ours Tina she literally heard me say this and she did it one day and went out was like I'm going to clean it all up and she opened up her laptop after she'd gone done it and saw uh, an order for like a full premium website package like no call nothing they just basically bought while she was out doing it and she's like oh my god amazing I'm gonna do this but when she did the feng shui and came dive, dived in deeper like the main thing that kind of got completely balanced was her two sons fought all the time like constantly they were like worst enemies and this is like talk about that you know, energy in your home. She's like, it was just a nightmare. They just couldn't stand each other. Um, and once we rebalanced it, they're like best friends. She's like, they hug each other. They help each other with their homework. She's like, I don't know what happened or what, what you did or what the elements did, but it's like, we now have a happy home. Mm. Oh, wow. You know? So it's like these these movements and these shifts that we make, like we, we just often try and if something is off in our house, we try and think that it's like, I need to work harder. I need to figure it out inside but sometimes especially if you're listening could be your house um that's actually not letting the what it is that you want to see happen happen so when you get to that fret that feeling and you're like oh interesting and then come in your front door and like look around like what's what's the first impression you have when you walk in is there like 50 pairs of shoes and 20 coats stacked up and does it feel overwhelming because if that's the first thing you see when you come home you're going to be stressed out immediately and then you carry it around the rest of the house for the rest of the day mm-hmm. um like as I said to my um to a lady one day I was like you know the moms are the thermometer of the house like if mom's happy everyone's happy mm-hmm. you know happy so wife, it's happy like life. right happy wife happy <laughs> life is a saying here yep. yeah and actually believe it or not I remember one of my clients in a it, it, she she was over at her friend's house and her friend had, um, I don't know, herself and her husband were getting on really, were, weren't getting on well. It was just like not a really good scenario. And anyways, she saw something. What was the sign that was up? It was like not a really positive sign anyways. And it was like a picture of a single woman and then kind of like one of those um, sarcastic kind of signs about a wife or something. And, you know, she'd been talking to her friend saying, you know, and then she saw the sign and she, she's in our program. So she knows like little bit, she knows what we're, what's the function. She's like, you know what? I think she got rid of that sign and that single woman picture, like get rid of them. So she's like, okay, the woman took them off and she put, she got bought a sign, happy wife, happy, happy life. And literally the girl came in so excited into our group. She's like, oh my God, like my friend is so good. They're basically getting on so much better. Like they just got rid of that Sarky sign and that picture. And now they're like, you know, and it's like, it's subtle because 
the stuff that's around our house is impacting our energy all the time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that fresh eyes exercise walking around and we're like, do I like that picture? Like, what does it make me feel like? You know, does it make me feel inspired? Does it make me happy? Like, what about the, the, all the books? No. Am I going to read these books again? Is anyone going to read them? Are they just sitting here stagnant? You know, there's, there's places that you can just like make space for new things. The books is probably my biggest thing. Mm -hmm. We just have so many books and I like have such a hard time getting rid of them, even though I know I'm not going to probably ever read them again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The books thing is a funny one because like there's part of it is like a bit, there's a little bit of like, can be a little bit of an ego thing. Look at all the books I've read. Like Mm -hmm. all my books and my library. Like Mm -hmm. I have a library, you know, it's so like, and I, I was the same. And you know what, what I realized in our house we had one, two, three, four bookcases. So we had four bookcases, which meant all four bookcases needed books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are we doing? I need to start getting rid of the bookcases. When I get rid of the bookcases, I won't need the books. Um, and that was absolutely phenomenal. Like the change in energy in our house when those bookcases went was like, it was a game changer. Um, and it's not about like not keeping books or not having books. It's about being really clear, like, are they going to be read? Are they not? And, you know, if they're useful books, like if they're educational ones or useful ones, someone else could be using them. Right. No. So true. It's true. The other thing I was thinking about as you were saying that is about, you know, when you're saying like the energy and the life and stagnancy about plants, you know, some people have plants in their homes. Some people don't. I'm curious your thought about, you know, talk about something that's like a living thing and like growing. I'm curious your thought about you know, if it's helpful to bring maybe plants into the home. Yeah, so plants are great functionally. And when we're working with our clients, we'll often say to them to bring plants in in different specific areas. Um, the plants that we re- we tell, recommend are like wide leafy, um, you know, upward growing. Like personally, I love like jade plants, mm-hmm. um, money plants and like lucky bamboo because they're like so easy to look after and there's like, you know, there's no hassle with them they're the ones I still I have myself mm-hmm. um, but we don't recommend cacti so no cactus in a house and um, they're spiky and they can like re- they repel energy so mm. we don't recommend those in a house oh that's interesting interesting yeah yeah uh, I could I could use some plants I know <laughs> we've been starting to do that so that's why I was curious about it yeah. no artificial nice. ones like and I think this is the thing like no artificial plants or like silk ones because they look pretty right. but again it's a bit of that stagnancy like they just they end up getting dusty and no matter how much cleaning you do of them you're like just are you prefer just having the vacant space than having something that's going to like um keep the energy uh like just yeah gathering mm, that's good yeah you said something earlier about you know couples happy wife happy life obviously mm-hmm. we're talking about that yeah and you've talked previously about like you know the couple relationship and and i'm just curious if you could elaborate more on you know the benefits of feng shui to the couple slash romantic relationship because mm-hmm. definitely having kids can impact right the romantic relationship because now there's a lot more to to do yeah, yeah so, we talk about that a lot yes. the, the impact you know young kids has on a relationship so yeah I, i'd be curious to know like what what people can do to help their relationship. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, the first thing is it's your bedroom. It's like the room that has to become your sanctuary for you and your partner. Like that has to be like a, a no kids area, basically as much as possible. I know they might run in and play. It doesn't mean that they can't come in, but just that there's like clear boundaries. Like, so none of their stuff, 
no photos of them and um, no toys like it needs to be just like you and your partner and that means um in your bedroom to get a picture of you and your partner it doesn't mean to need to be like your wedding or anything or it can be as long as that was a really smooth amazing day that you both <laughs> were like that was the best day ever you know because that can be a stressful day for some couples right, totally. so you wanted a, a day that was like really calm and happy and it could be just the funniest like day out somewhere that you have a picture from that you both really enjoyed something like that would be great and mm-hmm. um, bring that into your bedroom and then in the bedroom like think in pairs so for example um like two bedside tables two lamps like and make sure that it's it's not just all about you you know so oftentimes it's like woman who's decorated the bedroom so it can be I'm just like one lady we went to her house years ago and um, we walked she's like welcome to my bedroom and like her husband was like trailing way behind not our bedroom my bedroom and it was like pink there was like angels all over the place there was statues there was books it was just like totally her sanctuary it was it was there was no space for him you know so we have you have to think about okay is there space for him here you know in terms of like even single women I say to them like you know make sure you have space for the person you know so when I was single I had a double bed I slept on my side of the bed I had my bedside table his side was empty so even for your partner or husband or you know make sure that there's space in the wardrobe you know that they have space in the room um is important um nothing under the bed uh, and what else would I say? Um, and then, yeah, if you are going to bring some artwork in, bring a picture of like a couple doing something that you want to do together, you know. And if it is intimacy, maybe you could get something like the kiss, the klimt, the hit, the kiss, or you just bring something in with that kind of energy into the space. Or if you just want to spend more time like together, maybe a picture of you two two people walking on a beach, or you know. So just that kind of image of like how you want it to be, and it's not like nothing to do with family. Um, and then the other part is really important um, regarding the bedroom is I had a, a, a lovely client in um, in Manhattan. And when we were in her bedroom, she was, she was actually wanting to conceive and they hadn't had a baby yet. And I get into the bedroom and basically on her bed is the bed is like in the center of the room, great position. And right on his side of the bed was a stack of paperwork as high as the bed. Wow. Like literally all his work. And I was like, okay, so three's company, you yes. know, this is, this is not, there's no space here. You know, there's no space. So like no work stuff in the bedroom. And a really big one for me is no phone. And that means like get an alarm clock because, you know, we think that it's, it's useful. It has everything on it, but it really also has all the emails, all the messages, all the social media, all the connection, like uh, the the Wi-Fi signal, everything like right beside your head. So you need to have like more just kind of just be like, how do I make this a sanctuary, like an absolute sanctuary for the two of you and like bring him in on it. Like how like, you know, maybe you pimp it up, get some new quilts, some new cushion, new, new, new linen um, and, you know, make an effort with it, because that can often, as you said, that it can just get overlooked. So if you kind of prioritize making that a really spe- a, a nice walk in, you're like, oh, my God, I love my room. Yeah. We love our room. Like, look at this. And we, we both love it. Amazing. Mm. What are your thoughts? And this is just because we have this on having like your exercise equipment in the bedroom. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan about it because exercise equipment is exhausting. Like it can be that sense <laughs> of exhausting, you know, so you can be like, oh my God, like, and it's hard. It's work and effort. 
But if it if it's if it's the only place, can you put like a could you get one of those like little Chinese screens to put up oh. so it's like out oh. of sight? Mm. You know, so the, again, it's about like the space you have. You know, I've worked with clients in like studio apartments that are tiny and they work there, they live there, they run their business. And we've had to like figure out how we can create boundaries between work and, you know, and and socializing and sleep and, and all of that. Um, and it's all figure outable. It's just that you have to um, think a little bit more. And yeah, definitely boundaries with that would be good. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned about people's businesses and you kind of talked about it before about that client who had the boxes in her office, but I'm curious yeah. about, you know, for our mom entrepreneurs and businesswomen, mm-hmm. how feng shui can enhance, you know, that environment so that they can be successful. Yeah, for sure. And this is something that like, I've had a lot, I'm an entrepreneur and I love entrepreneurship. So I've got a lot of women who are in our community who we feng shui their homes. And it's like, the, the nice thing about this practice is that it's not just, it's not like a selfish thing for a mom to do, mm. you know, because actually what happens is it's for your kids, it's for you, it's for your business. And we see so many of our clients' partners getting new jobs and promotions and share options. Like it's just, it's so fun. Like it's such a fun thing because it's like they've changed the energy of the house and like the, the person who's least attached to the results gets all these amazing results who are usually the most cynical or skeptical person. Like, what are you doing? They're like, just leave it to me. Just this. leave it. Right. And then they're like, oh, I just got this new job or I got this pay rise. They're like, yes. They're like, yeah, I know. So for women in business, this is an amazing, especially if, if you're working from home, because first of all, you can set up your space to support you. So you've got your workspace um, and that is just like getting yourself with a, a nice good chair, a desk, and having a designated place. Like it's similar to what we talked about the bedroom. It's like honor your place for your relationship and then honor your place where you work. You know, uh, what I've seen, especially um with COVID, was that people would, you know, I'll just take this small corner of the bedroom, of, of a spare bedroom, and they're like wedged into a small corner. And you're like, hang on a minute, especially moms, entrepreneurs, you know, you're the CEO of your business. Like, just think about, I don't know, um, you know, the devil wears Prada, like go up and see her office. Where was she sitting? She was sitting far. She had a great chair. She had an amazing office. You know, that's, you have to think about that and create that space that represents that your own version of that, you know, and like, what is the energy that you want people to um, feel or hear or experience when they're working with you like so you're gonna spend eight hours in that workspace it needs to feel inspiring mm-hmm. yeah oh that's so true yeah what about for someone who maybe doesn't have like a designated space for a home office mm-hmm. um like they just don't have the space in their house and so they're working from like a kitchen table or dining room mm-hmm. table what what recommendations do you have for for someone like that mm-hmm. not a personal <laughs> question at all is it? <laughs> like I would definitely have a little bit of a thing like this is for now I would be saying to you um well first of all sit with it maybe you could get yourself a a chair that is just for work you know like a good chair that you're like this is gonna be my work chair and it just defines your work so it's about creating these boundaries because 
when you're working from the kitchen table, there's all these other distractions, but also you can't switch off because it's like the place you sit at the kitchen table with the kids and everyone's in there. And then you're there at work and then you're there working. So it's like this, it needs to feel like different when you're working and when you're off, when you're not with your, when you're with your family. So I would say to you, like, if you can, if it would work in your space to have an alternative chair, that's a good idea. The second thing is like creating care boundaries. So I've had several clients who I've worked with that we just got them like a really nice box that all their work stuff goes in and it just gets a lid and gets put away at the end of the day mm. and then switch out the, the things. So you put out the table mats and you get like some nice flowers or some candles or whatever goes on the table to kind of change it. So it looks like a different place. Mm. So you're like set it up for work and then you take it away apart mm. okay yeah that's a good point yeah because yeah. i feel like may- many people probably felt this during covid mm-hmm. where all of a sudden you used to go into an office and then all of a sudden now you have to make an office at home and so i love what you're mm-hmm. saying and i think some people still do that right Of just sort of like changing it up and saying okay maybe you can't have a designated space but this is the designated look at this time yeah and then you can go back to it being a home so this is amazing. I'm like taking a lot of mental notes. Here. I know, this me too. I'm going to like helpful. go back and like listen to this episode. Right, right. <laughs> amazing. Right. Amazing. I think the thing is like when you, especially when it comes to work stuff, just to be like, you know, again, if there is a space that you could take, you know, it's like, it's not a bad thing to like prioritize yourself. You know, this is what we spun with moms. It's like, you need a place to work and you're going to be there for eight hours a day. So, or seven, whatever length of time. So maybe you're just going to like, okay, house, like show me how I could get this working. All right. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So then <clears throat> maybe we'll just go to this part. If our listeners, now that, you know, we're like, Ooh, we're, you know, this is amazing. <laughs> right. If our listeners want to learn more, hopefully they're as enticed as we are with all the things that you're sharing um, about how to incorporate feng shui in their homes. Where can they find your books yeah sure so you can come to patriciadelittlehan.com and i have my both my books there the happy home and the how to become a business powerhouse there's also my mini course which is nine dollars and it gets you kind of started in feng shui and gives you some tips and kind of gives you some insights in how it works um and i also have a resource for moms so you can go to patricialowen.com forward slash moms and there is a how to set up your kids bedroom and a meditation for peaceful and harmonious homes and a guide a video just a, like a video training about um, bedrooms for kids Oh, that's Beautiful. amazing. We'll definitely have to link to that mm-hmm. in our show notes. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if our listeners want to work with you directly, how do they mm-hmm. get in touch with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can come to patricialohan.com and um, most people come and work through our powerhouse signature program. So you just like, you'll see the program on the, on the, um, on the pay, on the, on my, on my website. And, um, I, myself or my team work with people one-to-one and you can just select that option you know so if you need one-to-one support um mo like 99 percent of our uh like clients come through our signature program and that like gives you loads and loads of um, support in our community of other women doing it along with myself and the team um but yeah so that's how people work with me as well beautiful that's great yeah well Thank you so much for joining us. I've definitely learned so much about feng shui. I mean, I I really had no idea what to expect, like Mm -hmm. coming into this. And it's been, um, it's been really cool, like learning about it. So yeah. Thanks so much. And um, yeah, I'm very grateful. And I hope that it's helped your mom, all the moms out there. 
Absolutely. I I think it will be really helpful. I mean, I know there's definitely things that I'm taking away from the episode that I like now want to go implement in my own home. So Mm -hmm. I think it's been really helpful. Absolutely. Brilliant. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you all for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Feel free to DM us on Instagram at mom underscore the podcast with things you want to hear about or even your own stories. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, give us a five-star review and share with another mom friend. And as always, remember that no matter what you're going through, you are not alone. See See you next time. time.